0: All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you're having a lovely day. However, if you're somebody who's trading in cryptos or stocks, you may not be having that good of a day. Well, it's a good thing that my good friend Bob Kudla is going to be joining us because we're going to be discussing how you can still continue to be financially solvent in a crazy market such as this. But before we begin, tonight at 10 p.m., I'm going to be joining my good friend Jeff Dow on the Digital Soldier Network. You can find that channel in the description of this video my portion of the show begins at 10 p.m the regular show begins at 9 so show up i'm going to be in the chat before i get into the call and hopefully we'll be able to hang out and talk about all of this craziness so do me a favor sit back relax grab your popcorn and here comes bob All right, welcome back everyone once again to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector. And I know that the financial shows aren't necessarily for everyone but every single month my good friend and I, Bob Kudla, sit down and discuss the state of the economy the crypto, the stocks whatever it might be. So Bob this is the day, if we were ever going to have this conversation today is the day. How are you doing in light of everything that's happening out there in the financial world
1: i'm doing good you know it took us 10 minutes to get this thing started because my dogs were intervening in, uh, in this conversation but you know actually we're doing okay so you know the market is still kind of bifurcated it's 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 not a wholesale um economic collapse because energy has not given up the ghost and Food price. And if you mind, if I could just kind of segue a little bit, at the little backdrop here. You do it. So a long time ago when I started, even before Trade Genius, I had a, a couple of private services. And one of the things that I was telling people in the early 2000s was that the Fed's going to be in control until food prices and energy prices go outside what I call standard deviation bands of normal volatility that, that they do. And this is the year it happened, okay? Forget all the reasons why. It doesn't matter. But they lost control of food. They lost control of energy. And that puts the Fed in a situation where, look, they may become irrelevant here in the next year or two, which, you know what, I'm happy to take some pain if we can get rid of that evil organization. So. So they're there. That's the problem they have. And and Powell even said today, there's many things outside of our ability to control. And what he means by that is they're trying to stop a demand generated policy, which they do through raising interest rates with supply constraints. The Fed and the government always fixed every problem by papering it over, literally. Hmm. And you can't grow food, you know, via a printer at least not yet. And you can't grow energy via a printer, at least not yet. And so they're in a situation where they, those things have spiraled away from them. And those things are, um, are what's called hard assets. So, And these things are also called essential assets. So when you look at an economy, right, you have essential, non-essential, and you have um, hard and you have financial. And so what, what's really getting blown up now is what's called the non-essential financial assets. So Think about your own life. If I told you, Zach, you're going to get a 10% reduction in your pay and it's permanent, you're going to look back and you're going to say, okay, well, I still got to eat. I still got to get to work. I still got to pay my rent. I got to pay health care. And then everything else comes out of that bucket. And and that's where we are. And now we pushed through that. And now we have a situation where you're starting to see auto loans are starting to go, to go bust. You're going to see before the summer's out, you're going to see, Credit card delinquencies on the rise, and you're also going to see um, a rise in um, uh, people falling short on paying their rent. When, you know, and they're going to fall behind on mortgages and rents. And that's going to set the stage for the Fed's going to have to make a really, really hard decision. Right now, they're like they're actually still making easy choices. We're raising rates. The economy's strong. Everybody's working. We're at a point now where that changes. You mentioned today we're in a recession. I don't know if you saw that note this morning. We're at 0%. So Q2 is likely of this other special thing they measure. That means Q2 is likely to come in negative. We had Q1 negative already, too. So we're raising into a recession. So our view on this is that energy is going to probably peak this summer. That's not a bad thing. You know, even though I'm in energy on everything, That we need that to come down. You know, it just can't keep going to the moon. And that's a good thing. That's going to give the Fed reason to pause and give everybody a little bit of a breathing room here. But we're going to go into what's called the long goodbye market. So the market's going to then it's going to pop on some of these look like good news things, but it's going to fall into um, an end of recession, probably right when uh, the next presidential election comes into play. So I just want to kind of gear people to that. But right now, there are opportunities to make money. So energy is still good. Shipping is still good. Natural gas is still good. uh, Food stocks and food um, uh, companies are still good. And they're going to remain relatively good. That's where you're going to want your money and you want to be out of everything else. And as that changes, obviously, we change. Because if I could throw the quick plug in, what we've done is we've created these algorithms that basically look for us, they're kind of like sentinels for us. They're telling us where are we in buy the dip mode? Are we in sell the rip mode? Uh, If we're in buy the dip mode, are we going to look for momentum? What are the probabilities telling us? Like, I.e., June to September is a high um, period to buy gold and silver stocks, okay? Gold moves higher from June to September on a probability basis. So we'll be looking for dips all summer into, into September, on gold and silver miners, okay? Same with fertilizer. So that's kind of what we do. And how we do it is we'll, we'll train you. We we'll give you access to these indicators. So you can actually create your own watch list or sentinels yourself. And then we have chat rooms like you and I are communicating. We do it via text. We have rooms that we can actually see, each, uh, talk to each other. And then we give trade signals out every day. Like yesterday, I gave up Mosaic, fertilizer company. Mm-hmm. You know, very few things to buy, but that trade's already up. Because it's what's called a hard essential asset, and those are going to move higher. Anything's going to move higher going forward. So, if you want to trade with us, you can go to tradelegageneius and promo code um, Father's Day forty percent off non bundle, sixty five percent off for bundle items, and trade those. We'll teach you how to navigate through this. You know, we're not we're not um, YOLO people. We're not Lambo people. But if you're scared and you want to figure out how to navigate through this, we'll help you navigate through it. And we'll give you trades and help you uh, make money along the way. And we'll give you just trading um, a training for life where you can feel confident finding trades on your own, even well after you use us. Uh, we'll give you tools that you can use the rest of your life. So anyway, so that's kind of how we're doing, you know, and, and uh, so, we, you know, I'm bullish because there's always something to be bullish about. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear it. And, uh, you know, as somebody who's following, you know, not only what you guys are doing there, but, you know, I'm also watching like Wall Street bets and like Super stocks on Reddit. And uh, and all I see is red out there. Just if anybody out there is watching, you know the the GME stuff, the AMC stuff, uh, that was an aberration. If you have been betting the way that the people at Wall Street bets have been saying you should bet, then you're probably looking at like multi million dollar losses. Some of these guys, the 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 loss porn that they post on there, it's absolutely insane. I can't believe the things that uh, that people are doing. Just wildly irresponsible, but. I want to be, you know, there there are so many different things in there that I want to touch on, but I really want to start with crypto, Bob, because uh, m- my crypto wallet uh, on Sunday night, I went in to move some stuff around and I noticed an, an email from Celsius and it said, Hey, friends and neighbors, due to market, extreme market instability, we have halted all withdrawals. So Celsius is still allowing you to buy crypto. They're still allowing you to actually um, lend out crypto. You can borrow it. Um, but if you were in the middle of a transaction, uh or let's say that you needed to withdraw from your your hard crypto so that you could pay off a loan you're screwed you can't do that i can't touch any of my crypto and i don't feel comfortable adding anything new which is kind of you know bad because right now on the dips usually when i'm going to be buying but i don't want to put anything else into celsius because if they do reach total financial insolvency i run the risk of losing everything that i've got in there and i you know i feel terrible for anybody else out there who is using celsius What's your opinion on Celsius? Are they going to be able to come out of this? I mean, are, are we looking at like a total death rattle scenario here?
1: Yeah, so I don't have, obviously, insider insight onto this, but, you know, they did post more collateral. So they pushed the Bitcoin liquidation zone down, I think, to around 17,100. My understanding is that they could actually add more collateral and they're basically trying to outrun whoever it is that's trying to blow them up. So this is a classic case. You got to think of Celsius as a bank, like a bank of the right. old days, like like this. Is, this is like a like a gold bank of the 1500s. OK, yeah. so what they've done, the, the error they made is that they have they have algorithms that tell them like what percentage of the people that are banking with them are going to pull their money in any given time period. OK, so so they lend out to that lending limit. OK, but they probably was they're probably too risky. And so they got a situation where crypto started to go down because of the Luna debacle. Oh, yes. Right. And everybody else is like, oh, I better get my money out. So they create it creates a bank run. And so what they've done is it, they're not necessarily insolvent at this point. What they've done is saying, I can't become insolvent. Right. So you can't get your money. Okay, we're leaving it in there. Uh, people that have lent these coins, we're going to try to demand it back. Try to, you know, bring the reserve balances more into uh, position. Look, they raised a lot of money. They could go to the debt markets. They can go wherever, and make another capital raise if they need to. You know, it'd be pretty smart if somebody pretty wealthy decided to lend them Bitcoin. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, with, with some really premium pricing going into the fall having and and trying to see if they can work their way through this. But that's what you're stuck in now. So your 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 assets are in that vault. They're pledged. So you know your assets are somewhere out there. So as long as those people have the ability to repay those assets back in in a timely fashion before some other call on them happens, then then Celsius is going to be fine. Okay. I just don't know enough about their inner workings on on you know, it's it's a classic case is banks lend long but they borrow short. So what they eventually what they've done with you is now you're borrowing you're you're lending to them long. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you're just gonna have to ride it out. These these things happen when we have market turmoil. This happened to me with doing a a, lent, a hard money lend to somebody for ninety days. I ended up not saying this will happen to you, but I ended up being in the loan with the guy for six years. Oof. Okay, until so you can work it out. Now I got paid in full and I got paid interest. Good. And that may happen to you. You're gonna you get I get paid in full and you get paid your interest, but you now a long-term investor in Celsius. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm still making my interest on all of my various cryptos. I mean, they're still paying it out, which I thought was you know crazy. I, I, I figured maybe they would put a halt on that as well if they were having issues with, uh, with money. It doesn't help that their CEO was also arrested on money laundering charges a couple of months ago. You know, that kind of slid under the radar. Uh, it was barely reported. I saw it in a couple of places like Coindesk, and I think Zero Hedge covered it. Um, But I don't know where that stands either. So I don't know. Uh, You know, right now, because of the tumbling prices of crypto, it seems that, uh, you know, there's people are just kind of, you know, losing their minds because it's it's really a perfect storm. I mean, we've got crypto and the economy and everything else you know, going up. It's like it, because of that perfect storm, you had a bunch of whales who had to take their money out or who chose to take their money out. Maybe because of increasing prices across the board, they had to uh, uh, cover all of these uh, these these, you know, uh, 10, 15, 20, 30 percent increases. Uh, and as a result, they needed their money. And now as soon as everybody needs it, unfortunately, because we're with Celsius, we we can't get it back. So you know, this you don't think this is the end of crypto either, do you? I mean, this is just another, you know, deep dip before it goes up again.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the end of gold when he had gold runs, too. Yeah, is this going to be the end of the Wild West of these of these uh, banks operating in an unregulated fashion. Mm-hmm. So either either their investors in these in these en- entities are going to demand better and better um, financial controls over the lending or or the they're going to be gone or you're going to have a situation where, um, you know, somebody will, will, the United States will create a regulatory environment that will bring in better stability for some of these, um, uh, these crypto banks. And, and then they'll take the share away from these wild west, you know, entities that are, I don't know where Celsius is, you know, I keep my own coin. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't lend out the, the lending was a little too rich for me. I got I me mean, a little nervous. So, um, based on my past history. And so um, so yeah, so that's probably what's gonna no, not at all. Look, a lot of the alts are gonna get blown up because now you're gonna it's called buyer and liar time, right? So so now that the tide's going out, we're gonna see who actually has use cases that people actually want. You know, and here Trade Genius, we've warned people off of anything alt for months now. We said it wasn't alt season, wasn't alt season, wasn't alt season. It's Bitcoin or nothing. And so um, our view is the Bitcoin, you know, you get these bull runs, you know, and like anything else, these squeezes. So probably we're looking at the fall for gearing up for that next halving run where you'll see Bitcoin move. Look, institutions are sucking up all the supply coming out. So they wouldn't be buying if they thought crypto was dead. Retail would be buying. You know, so um, the best thing that's going to happen with you is if they can post more collateral. And uh, look, these guys are all rich who did this stuff. They need to probably pony up and throw more collateral into into the business to uh, to stabilize it. Because um, you know, can it get down to seventeen thousand? I don't know. I thought twenty three was probably the CME gap was probably the lowest. But you know, is there anybody else out there besides Celsius that's in the same kind of situation? So that's the best I can tell you, you know, um, I don't think the economy's look, I don't think the economy's as bad as people say it is. And it's not good. So it's kind of we're in a path now where a lot of excess speculation is going to get wrung out. Just not crypto. Look, real estate, all these people that have all these Airbnbs that have, you know, daisy chain and borrowing, you know, you're going to probably see a 30, 40 percent correction in, in housing prices, too. So, yeah, so all this stuff, look at 6% interest rate, four to $50,000 qualify is now 315000 So you're going to see that kind of stuff happen. We're not going to keep these rates up this high because uh, Democrats want to try to at least hope to get reelected, right? Mm-hmm. So so they're going to – we're probably seeing our worst for this year in June. My, my bold prediction would be that um, we have a June low, which I think we're hitting now. And I think we're going to grind out of it till the election, because we've actually have precedent, probability precedent for this, that, you know, a, a midterm election of a first term president, they always kind of uh, low in, into June and the end of the year flat for the beginning of the year. So that's kind of where I'm thinking things are going to go. And and that's kind of where I'm obviously where i'm trading against at the moment and so energy will probably come down the market will probably stabilize food prices will stay elevated and then i think you're just going to see kind of more like an alzheimer market It'll just people start just drifting away i think crypto will get a bid i think gold and silver will get a bid between now and september for gold and then september for december for for bitcoin and then if celsius comes through and gets more money that you'll probably see a a bitcoin relief bounce a relief rally from that too and then prepare for everybody to pull their money out of celsius
0: you know that's (laughs) that's what i'm scared of is that they're going to open up withdrawals and too many people are going to immediately go in there and take their money out and then they're going to have to close down withdrawals again
1: yeah what they'll do in these situations just like with a bank they'll manage the withdrawals they'll manage to wind down if you will you know, so they don't have to just say, Hey, you get there before you, you get it all. They're gonna say, Hey, we're gonna let everybody take out five percent or three percent or ten percent, you know, of their money. But, you know, nothing nothing like Bitcoin going higher to, to, to solve that. But yeah. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't worry until you got to seventeen thousand, I think. I don't know what it is today. Um But it was twenty two the last time I saw it. Yeah, and also yeah, I'm looking at what we're talking, so part of me audience while we're doing this, yeah, it's at twenty two, it's almost look, it's moved up thousand dollars from the low today it bitcoin's also kind of been sensitive to the markets yeah so if we get any stability in the market you'll see that go up higher as well
0: okay so what about the move by the fed today to uh increase the interest rate 75 basis points biggest hike since 1994 what is that actually going to accomplish and what does that mean an increase of 75 basis points
1: yeah, so in the Fed's world of insanity is that they're trying to – their their hammer has always been I want to hammer down demand, okay? So if I hammer down demand, uh, then I'll get prices down. When I get prices down, then I can be in a position to lower interest rates again. So their view is they have to hammer down demand. And because most of the inflation is coming from energy and food – is that now they have to kind of force a recession, even though they say they don't want to force a recession and they're going to try to force unemployment, even though they say they don't want to do that either. They have no choice. And so the 75 basis point was saying, Hey, we're serious. We're serious this time. You go to bed, you know, and they're going to do it again in July. And that'll be the last increase we're going to see because we're going to be uh, definitely in a recession and political pressure on on um powell is going to flip from do what you have to on fl- inflation to do what you have to to get people their jobs back because if you think a red wave is coming A red tsunami is on its way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, on that note, we just had a very important win in Texas yesterday, a special election. It was in a heavily Democrat district. I mean, I want to say it was like plus five or plus ten or something like that. And a Republican candidate, first time politician. She is a legal Mexican immigrant born in Mexico, immigrated here. An American citizen ran against a popular incumbent Democrat in the special election, and she beat him handily. Uh, I want to say Elon Musk actually publicly said that he was voting for her or that he did intend to vote for her or something like that. He commented on it today. You know, of course, he's also recently said that he was going to be voting dem or excuse me, Republican in this election. Uh, Jake Paul, you know, not that he's like, you know, some uh, uh, some grand thinker or anything like that, but he put out a post on Twitter giving a list of the uh, uh non-accomplishments of the Biden administration and basically stating fat facts that uh, if you're a Democrat and you don't understand why what's happening is bad for the country, then you're basically the problem and everybody needs to vote for anybody who's not Joe Biden. I mean, when you've got people like... Elon Musk and Jake Paul, I mean, they have hundreds of millions of followers between the two of them, and pri- primarily people on the younger side, you know, people who would primarily be considered to vote a safe bet to vote for a Democrat. And it seems that all of these people are probably going to be voting Republicans. Seems like they just did in Texas. And uh, and I think that this is a real sign for what's to come in November. I mean, it's kind of a litmus test. I think that in many of these districts all across the country, we're going to see Republican that are going to be elected in in districts that are overweighted by Democrats.
1: Yeah, it, it was plus fourteen Democrats went plus five uh, Republican. And uh, look, you know, I mean, you know, my personal view is the Hispanic community is like any other community. People want to have good jobs, good money. You know, they don't want it, their their communities overwhelmed. I mean, look in McAllen, Texas, people can't go to the doctors; they can't get in you know, because of the tens and hundreds of thousands of people in there. So, that, you know, so it's, it's meat and potatoes for those folks. And, you know, they're conservative people. Her husband's a border control agent too, oh, cool. on top of it. So he, um, you know, and her family, you know, it's faith family, hard work. I mean, uh, sounds like America to me. Absolutely. And so I think a lot of these people, and also, Look, my parents were Democrats and I don't think they could they would recognize the Democratic Party today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it doesn't serve their at all. You know, it's 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 not about hard work anymore. It's about these bizarre globalist policies that, you know, take total control away from your life. So, yeah. So I think um, I just think this is a a harbinger. You know, Tex, they thought Texas was going to go blue. I know it's gonna it's it's getting crimsomer, you, mm-hmm. you know, and she's not the only one. There's two other people in that in that real grand valley. They think they think it might be a triple sweep. Wow, down there. So, yeah, and the thing that blew me away more than anything, I didn't know Elon Musk live down in McAllen, Texas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he he left California for Texas. So
1: yeah, yeah, I guess that's maybe because of because I thought maybe, uh, maybe I know I didn't know where the Tesla facilities were, but that's a great endorsement, and the fact he even said it out loud, yeah, you know, yeah. is 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 important. But look, it's it's everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, it's it, you're defending the indefensible. I mean, the policy came out. 24% of the people in the country think the country's going the right way. Now, I can get 24% people to believe Hitler was a good guy. So we know, so we know, we know and that and that's at the end of World War II, okay? So I know that you can get 24% people to even if they don't believe it they're going to tell a pollster they do because they're, you know, they're homeboys, right? right so they're right. going to you know, go for the home team and and so I, he, he can't get any worse. I mean, he literally can't. So literally nobody I don't is know. supporting him. He,
0: he might be able to get worse. We've got some time left. Well, the,
1: the numbers may not show it. Somebody said to me, they said, they said, well, who are these 24%? I said, well, they've been marching all week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So
1: they're the um, only people, you know, the woke, broke crowd, woke, yeah. broke, joke yeah. crowd, you know. But yeah, so I think you know the cheating will have to be in. It would have to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It's harder to cheat on a midterm than it is a national election because you know the people where they cheat it are going to be Democrats anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, but the the other districts are not as easily um, you know you can't easily fool them. So um, it's the twenty four election that you have to worry about. So yeah. yeah, so I'm expecting a wave. I mean, the Democrats got to be just. Uh, um, crapping in their pants right
0: now. I think they absolutely are. I mean, I've been tracking it the entire time. I I think they know that they've completely screwed up. Their agenda has essentially destroyed America. The people of this country see what's going on, uh, and they're not having it. They They have been forced as far to the right as they can possibly go. You know, they might not agree with everything the Republicans do, but they understand that the Republican agenda is at least better than the Democrat agenda. You know, it's not perfect, but it's the only other thing that we have right now. Uh, You know, in comparison. Um, All right. So I kind of want to wrap it up talking about, uh, you know, this upcoming election. And uh, what we're seeing right now coming out of the World Health Organization and monkeypox, this is very reminiscent of everything we saw with COVID nineteen. Uh, surprise, surprise! The NIH and the WHO uh, and uh, you know all of the same players, MetaBiota and uh, 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 Peter Daszak's group, they were working also on gain of function research with monkeypox. Well, lo and behold, of course, you know, first time in history, we have this disease that's generally been relegated to Africa now. Now popping up in all of these other places, um, you know, and even more than that, the World Health Organization is now saying that they want to change the name of monkeypox because they're afraid that it's racist. I don't see how it's racist. It arises from monkeys, uh, and if they want to equate, you know, the idea of people from Africa with monkeys, that's the thing that sounds racist to me. So, if it's coming from a monkey, calling it monkeypox seems to be totally natural to me. I'm, I think, along What a lot of people are afraid of, Bob, is, is that. Um, with the, the recently, there was just this uh, um, uh, this uh, this ratification of a treaty which allows the World Health Organization to make public health decisions in uh, nations all over the world. And so people are afraid that monkeypox is going to become the next covid-19. Uh, they're going to say it's a pandemic. They're going to tell us we need to go back into lockdown status. We have to be six feet apart. We still have to wear masks, even though it's not passed uh, through uh, through the air. Uh, you know. So I, I'd like to get your take on, on what you're thinking is going to happen with this.
1: Yeah, so I think it's going to go nowhere, to be honest with you, because it's affecting the people that are a protected species right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, basically urban gay men. Yeah. And so, um, and the last thing they're going to want to do is be locked down, okay? And so I think you're going to see, see this thing's going to be brushed underneath the, the carpets after a while. That's why they want to rebrand it OK. And uh, because it's not air aerosol, it's you literally have to exchange fluids mm-hmm. is that um, it's going to be it's it's very difficult transmission wise. And and, you know, and it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of grotesque. You know, I mean, it's very it's very visible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think I, I don't think um, the lockdowns are look, we have lockdown fatigue right now, too. So I think people are going to. They're, they're going. That's going to be a harder sell than and then a mysterious, invisible virus that can kill everybody. You know, you're you're talking about, you know, probably ninety percent percent of the population, ninety five percent of the population probably wouldn't even be considered at even medium or low risk. You know, you're right. talking two to three percent of the population that is actively promiscuous. Okay, and that's not even the heteros anymore. You know, you, you saw sex among unmarrieds now is collapsing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is very a very, very small group of people that tend to engage with each other a lot. So I think it's going to be... Um it's going to probably be limited to that, and I think you'll see this thing drift away. I think they're annoyed that they probably couldn't get it to go aerosol, you know. But um, they're going to have to wait to 2024 to 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 to, to get monkeypox 2.0 and, and rebrand it. You know? I sure,
0: I sure hope not. What I think is going to be interesting is, you know, I mean, knowing that it has, uh, you know, it's been popping up in in gay populations throughout the world in these, you know, uh, areas where you know people are engaging in uh, unprotected promiscuous. Sex with strangers. Uh, you know we just had pride okay we just had all of these events taking place all over the country and like the world health organization you know even knowing the manner in which it's being transmitted they told everybody to do what they were going to do anyways which is you know ipso facto engaging in unprotected sex with people that you don't know i'll be very interested to see if suddenly there is an outbreak of this in in more gay populations throughout america specifically in places where they had these big pride celebrations i think that'll be a big wake up call for people,
1: yeah. And it, no, look, it was a spreader event that they this was a feature, not a bug. They wanted this to get out, yeah. And uh, but look, it's unpro- if people are listening and, and you're gay and listening to the show, it's not unprotected sex, it's any exchange of fluids, yeah. So you you got to be really, really certain about who your partners are. Look, my daughter's not gay. I just say, hey, you know, um, I don't pry into your life, but bear this in mind, okay, you know, and uh, and she's not, you know, and so. But that you know, what I'm saying it's it's that it's 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 not just you know, you don't wear a condom. That doesn't help you. you right. Literally, any exchange of fluid. So you got to be really careful here. But it's it's hard to spread. It's it's not a it's not a, it's not as is viable as as the um, the flu is. And I don't think it's killing anybody. I just think it's kind of horrific. Disfiguring. You know? You figuring. So, yeah. So um, but just be careful, you know, and, and look, this is not an anti gay diatribe. I really don't care. I'm talking strictly the politics of this. Absolutely. You
0: know? Well, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, like you said, it doesn't have to be spread through sex. It just happens that. That's happening in these populations, and that's how it was ended up being transmitted. But I mean, if it, it's close body to body context. So let's say that, you know, you are uh, a, a kid in college and you're traveling Europe for the summer and you end up going to Ibiza or you're at some other like big dance club. And it's just, you know, it's bodies rubbing up against each other. Everybody's sweating on each other. I mean, it could easily be transmitted that way. Personally, I think that this is another, um, you know, example of what they did with AIDS back in the early 80s. I mean, I think that they spread AIDS, HIV, they spread HIV in the homosexual populations because that was an easy population that they could hit. People would be engaging in these practices. uh, And uh, and it was something that scared people enough that they could be controlled. I mean, I think they're doing the exact same thing here. And also they have the added benefit of telling us, you know, scolding us because uh, people are, are not allowed to say what we're saying right now. I don't care. We're not on any mainstream platform, so we can be honest about it. And I don't care if people are gay; that has nothing to do with it. But there is certain activities that go along with certain populations, and we can't be dishonest about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, jumping on an airplane with a parachute—you're likely to die. Exactly. So, you know, um, but you know, here's my take on this whole thing, though. With with the monkeypox, is that the reason why it didn't travel before is that people have immune, uh, a compromised immune systems now because right. of the, all the vaccinations. So, I agree. And, and now we know that's true. So uh, Pfizer is telling us that these things are more likely now and you're starting to see sudden adult death syndrome and stuff like I that. So, I can't believe that. You're yeah, like, they're perplexed and surprised. I'm like, well, I don't want to go to you as a doctor. if That perplexes you and yeah. surprises you. I want you to say, I knew it was true. I had to keep my mouth shut because I didn't want to lose my license. Yep. I can buy that, okay? But I can't buy saying I can't. No clue, really. I'm not a doctor. I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. And I could tell you, if I'm a 38-year-old athlete and we start dropping all over the place, and the only there's only one thing that we did differently than everybody else, is that I'd probably be looking at that. Absolutely. You know, you know, yeah. I,
0: I, th- I think you know, it, it was already stunning enough to see the uh, unexplained sudden adult deaths among uh, sports and athlete stars uh but now we're starting to see it present in uh in Hollywood, you know I mean Justin and Haley Bieber within ninety days of each other. 23-year-old woman gets a, a, a blood clot in her brain, has to go to the hospital. Now, half of Justin Bieber's face is uh, paralyzed. And, uh, you know, whatever he, the syndrome that he has, it's it's not specifically related necessarily to the jab, uh, but it is a side effect of shingles, which is a direct side effect of these jabs. And I think that it's just way too convenient. Of course he's been jabbed. Of course she was jabbed. Ray Liotta just died. How old? That guy was like 63. You know, I I mean, like he's been around for forever and, uh, you know, and that it's not, that's not the end of it right there. I mean, there have been a number of, uh, of deaths in celebrities and, and producers and actors and stuff. People you, that normally would live to be in their mid to late nineties because they have yeah, the money for life Saget. extension.
1: He, yeah. Bob Saget. And these guys yeah. have access to the best doctors and medical care in the world. Exactly. You know, and then somebody else just died, uh, died in their sleep. Um, uh, 38 years old, just gone. Yep. you know, and, uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't want to be, you know, horrible. Yeah. But it's all part and parcel of look, the obviously the the, it's the agenda. And I made a joke. I know I'm going to go off script a little bit, but it's pretty funny. I always said to people, what can they do after the pandemic? I said, well, the only thing left is aliens, right? Absolutely. Well, guess what China just announced today. China announced our telescope has found evidence of an ancient alien civilization. <laughs> are you shitting me? <laughs> no, I'm not. you got to look it up. Uh, I just it's, it's laughing to myself, you know, and you know, and I people like you were talking in a group. People are like, what's so funny, Bob? I'm like, oh, remember I said aliens are next. Where are they come? We've been saying this for a while. The <laughs> spiritual aspect of it is because you know, they, basically satanic, you know, beings, you know, part of the control process. Look, these people that are running our world, they have they no moral person does what these people do. No. So they have to be they have to be influenced by something supernatural. You know, so don't don't be surprised they start knocking on our door here, probably right before the midterms. Oh, <laughs> Biden, you know.
0: <laughs> oh yes, take me to your leader. It's Joe Biden, I promise you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Yeah, we infected him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Bob, anything else you want the audience to know before we uh, close it out for the day?
1: No, I, look, I, look. We're, it's going to be a rough patch, you know, if you're if you're highly leveraged and you got to work your way out of it. But, you know, from a trading standpoint is that we're going to flip from inflation to deflation. There's trade you can take there. There's some really interesting trades you could take. What I think is more going to happen, we're going to get stagflationary, and we definitely know how to deal with that. And this is kind of right up all our alley's because this is stuff where gold, silver, crypto, platinum, palladium, uranium, oil, and energy—they all go up. You know, even though the rest of so we know, we know whatever phase the market goes to, there's going to be an opportunity to make money or to protect your family. And to the extent that we can help you do that, we'd love to be able to help you do that. And in the meantime, look, you know, um, keep the faith. Um, The the Red Hill Hill is coming down the valley right now. So hopefully by November, we'll at least be able to stop these guys. And uh, as long as Republicans don't get all rhino on us, we'll uh, at least in the next two years, we won't be as much nonsense as we're having today. And I think the Russia thing will go away then, too.
0: All right. I I certainly hope so. All right. Well, as always, Bob, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. If you guys want to check out Trade Genius, TradeLikeAGenius.com, TradeGeniusAcademy.com. You can click the link in the description below, and Bob and uh, the team there will help you weather the storm. All right. Appreciate you being here, bud. Uh, Thanks for having me. Bye-bye, Zach. As always.